Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. This is Rue, and this is For What It's Worth. Today we have a special guest with us. We're going to have Tugs here. I thought I was co-hosting. Am I just a guest? I'm, well, just, I'm demoted. Well, co-hosting. Yeah. Hi again, everyone. And so, um, if you don't remember, I mean, um, L, I mean, Tugs was here um, for a baby for episode. And so now he's going to help us a little bit more with For What It's Worth. And so you'll probably hear his voice just a little bit more here. Get out your earplugs. <laughs> run, run away and scream. Yes. Head for the hills. <laughs> so um, I do have a quick announcement for you guys. Um, L has um, currently moved on um, from the podcast and, and he will be missed. Um, he's moved on to, to some other things. He has very good opportunities in front of him, I think. But for what it's worth is it's going to move forward and we're still going to be here for you. Really? Like yeah. a hooker? Yes. Oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to having new guests, new hosts, and um, we'll be here. And look forward to all the awkwardness that comes with staff changes, everyone, because <laughs> it's going to happen, especially this episode. So, this episode that we're going to be talking about is about enhanced furries. Make your penis bigger with only one pill. <laughs> like that? Well, not not exactly. We're mostly going to be focusing on like cyber cyborg furries. Cybergs? Um, cybergs. Cybergs. It sounds like mutant lettuce. <laughs> ferals and... Um, ferals. Yeah, ferals. Feral? No, no, you got to say feral for because ferals you just make it sound like give respect to the ferals because i'm sure you offended someone oh well you know every episode i at least offend one person oh good well now you've offended all the all the ferals (laughs) all right well we have a couple of things that have been happening in our local scene um this last weekend um not this weekend but the weekend before we had a local parade and it was an amazing experience. We had um, about 11 fursuiters. There were a uh, lot. There were a lot of fursuiters there. And um, we had a lot of members just basically, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a lot of work. It was an all-day Saturday thing. And uh, we ended up putting the float. There was a float together. Um, over the course of a few hours after how much planning? It was a lot of planning. I mean, it was hours, like just a couple hours. You there, know? I, I know, I, well, I'm not part of the leadership of the group, but I know that there was worry that it wasn't going to come together, but it came together. It we had a meeting impressive. almost every single night. Um, and there was a lot of things that were going on. Like people were having like deaths in their family. There were like breakups and just all these different things going on. And so, all of leadership was like, yeah. This sounds like your typical furry drama week. Yeah, it was a furry drama week, but but hey, we pulled it together and it worked. And um, we have some amazing videos that um, we can put in the show notes. Of, check them out at the end of the show. Yeah, definitely check them out. Um, it was just what I loved about um, being there is just seeing the smiles that were on everybody everybody's faces it was um it was an amazing experience to be able to to go out there 
and to be proud of who you were. You got to tell people what you were doing, though. You weren't on the float, right? No, I was, um, you know, I was in Rue. His first suit? Yes, my first suit. (laughs) Um, I was super Rue. I was running around and giving high fives to kids. Are you going to share your special moment? What? With, with, With your supporters that came out? Oh, one of the special moments that happened is there was um there's one individual that um there was a a bunny that we know. Um he he saw this little girl that was in a wheelchair that was way way back and she was reaching her hands out and he ran up to her and you know, went through the crowd just to go out and give her a hug and he said that that was a pretty pretty special moment for him. Any special moments that you saw? I saw a lot. So in the parade, I was at the back. I was doing radio support. Um, we, I'm a ham radio operator, and we had another ham come out and sit in the truck. And he and I were communicating. People were getting on and off the float and stuff because we didn't want any tails or people's body parts to get run over in the chaos. So I was at the back kind of keeping an eye on everything. And there were a lot of fun moments for a lot of people, but most of it involved me going up to him and saying, keep moving, keep moving, because the parade is a constantly moving attraction. <laughs> and the porcelain ladies behind us were so patient with us. We had an Aveda Salon banner moving behind us, and they kept slowing down and being nice, but I could tell at points the, the person who was in charge of them all was all like, move! <laughs> uh, they, they were gracious, but it was a lot of fun to just see a lot of kids' faces light up, especially with the candy. You would think that kids are like, Nice and happy. You throw candy out there, they become vicious beasts. Like, <laughs> candy! I'm starting to just, I, I don't know, I've almost made the decision that maybe we don't want to do candy, because, like, seriously... Can we put razor blades in them? I, we could. I, I, uh, I think it would that. be better just to throw ice out. Instead. Ice out? I, yeah, just throw ice. Huh. Well, other than that, it was like, it was an experience in hurting llamas at any rate. I really feel <laughs> for those people who do cattle drives... Cause it was a mile. Was it two miles? Aren't you like part of a like? Aren't you part sheep, dog, or something like that? I don't know. I don't know what what the dog is. It's just a dog. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was an amazing event, and we'll be doing it next year. Um, it's a definite thing. And With so, more radios. Yeah, more radios, and probably more furries at that moment. I mean, at that time. I'm hungry. So am I. I think it's time for a cookie. You want one? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's obtaining cookies now. Silence. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, he's throwing a cookie. Mmm. Mmm. These are stale. Well, it's an old fortune, so let's see what it says. Where do you get your fortunes from? Well, I get my fortune cookies from um, sometimes Panda Express, um, sometimes different different Chinese places. Well, what's that? But here you go. If you feel you are right, stand by, stand firmly by your convictions. In bed with a cookie. So what does that mean to you, Tugs? Somehow it means that if I'm hard, I'm doing it right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Yes, let's move on. 
Oh, to the main show now? Yeah, let's okay. go on. So, I mean, what are, what is this about? What is this episode about? Oh, what it's really about, not what my mind wants it to be about? Yes. Okay. Um, well, this week it's going to be about what we have decided to call enhanced furries. We couldn't come up with a really good term for this. Um, so we basically decided that we were going to define this as furries that have characters that have basically taken something that's not off the shelf. It's not just like your fox. It's not your tiger or whatever. Um, they've taken that and then they've enhanced it somehow, usually um, with some kind of physical thing. Uh, it's not necessarily sexually based. Um, some of it is. Um, but a lot of it is just that's how they connect to the fandom and their character. And um, they're just a little bit different than just your average walking down the street fox. I don't ever, I never see foxes walking down the street, but I imagine... Well, I'm one of those regular run-of-the-mill foxes that, you know. But I have some different things that are unique to, you know, of who I am. But they're not necessarily physical, right? They're like behavioral Well, traits. if peeing fire is considered physical, then I guess I'm a hybrid of a dragon. I don't know. And a magmar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate magmars. They have boobs on their head. They really do, though. <laughs> Actually, magmars are cool. All right, so we have an email from Remy, I think, on this one. Do you have that handy? All right, so we have an email from Remy on the subject here to start things off. It's uh, Do you know if Remy's a, a guy or a girl? or I don't want to screw this up. I'm, I'm not completely All sure. All right, Remy, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to guess I'm gonna guess Remy is female. Uh, there's, she says, hi, guys, Remy here. There's an astounding amount of different kinds of furs in the fandom. Baby furs, feral furs, see, feral furs, goo furs, plush furs, rubber furs, cyborg furs, alien slash xeno furs, macro, micro furs, brony furs, or should I say hooves, undead zombie furs, really? Gas furs, and probably using the wrong term for that. And even more furs are in the mix. My question for this episode would be, where in the world do they all come from? Signed, Remy. That's a great question. So, you know, furries come from, you know, our minds, our imagination. And so, you know, different people have different aspects within them that they feel like that they need to to put within their character that defines them. Like, for instance, there are some cyborg for furries that feel more connected with machines than human beings. And so, therefore, that they feel the need to to add that within their persona. Some of them, they don't like, you know, the feelings that they have inside, you know. And cyber cyborgs can be cold machines. Hmm. But some cyborgs aren't aren't like that because you know they're part human and part. I like that better because I like to think our community is a lot more warm and friendly and open than a cold machine. So, <laughs> so I'll, well, I'll most of them are like that, like what you're saying. Um, you know, the human side of them has the the heart of you know, but they they just love computers or technology or social media or something like that. Or they're and, the bride of pinbot. And so, yeah. See, I got my pinball reference and already. <laughs> So we're going to go through a couple, not a couple really, but we have a short list of different kinds of what we are calling enhanced furries. Um, we're going to do this in two parts. We're going to go through more of the completely fantasy and origin um, furries uh, types. And then then in, later on in the show, we're going to do more of the augmented type. So that's where you take your fox and add a cybernetic arm or something like that. 
And uh, we aren't going to go through all of them uh, because the list is huge. It's infinite, honestly. So if we don't run, you know, if we don't run into your particular type of species, you're more than welcome to send us an email and we'll give you an honorable mention. So. All right. So starting off with our short list, we have TARS. Now, everyone knows, I hope, a TAR is your typical furry creature. It could be a dog or something else. And instead of having just four legs and then a neck and a head, it's mostly, it's kind of like a horse almost, right? Kind of like the well, guy in the like, Old Spice commercials. It's like a centaur, you know? A centaur right. is half man and half, you know, half horse. So um, basically what, you know, a tar is, is anything that has four legs but also has... A torso. A torso that also has arms as well. See, I, I always imagine those people from Fantasia that were running around naked as a kid. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, boobies. I can't believe this. And then later on, I got the final. I was like, oh, it's those, those people. Except, you know, they're creatures instead of naked women and men running around in fields. But I think, I mean, honestly, I think that's a lot of people's exposures before they get into the fandom is Fantasia or something. There is a or, or Narnia or something like that. Yep. Yeah, there is a spider. I hope hmm. it doesn't bite me. I hope, I hope it dies. We don't like spiders in our recording studio. Uh, do you know any Tars? I actually don't. We I have don't... one in the local scene. Really? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, I think it's... Isn't Jason one? I think he is. So what type of a Tar is he? Uh, coon Tar. So he has the raccoon ring tail, and then he has the body, and then the torso, which actually doesn't look terribly bad. I was... I was that's kind of because you know, Disney didn't draw those very well. Um, but I thought it actually ended up looking pretty cool when you told me. I wasn't sure what to think on that. Do you know why people choose to be Tars? I have never asked him. You know, I, think it, I really think it has to be with, uh, within like dealing with fantasy, you know, fantasy creatures. A lot of people um, relate to things that aren't real. And I mean, any anybody in the fandom relates to things that aren't real because, I mean, you know, a fox isn't real, but I mean, it's a real animal. It's going to say, I've seen foxes for real. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that, yeah. What I'm trying to say is this. Tars are a mythical creature. And there are sometimes that people deal within that mythical world sometimes that they have to have an escape from reality from of which things that things that are real within you know our our life on this earth right now so therefore they have to stretch their imagination or stretch themselves beyond that that sphere in which you know it makes them different it makes them unique it's one of a kind type thing so maybe they they need something like that or some sort of uniqueness that they need to fill. What I do you think? That. I just think they want to have Tars Day. <laughs> Tar- no, no. <laughs> Tars Day? Yeah, on Twitter. That, on Twitter, what? every Thursday there is Tars Day. And people will have tar forms of themselves speaking on Twitter that day instead of just the normal selves, bipedal, quadruped, whatever. It's It's kind of interesting. But it actually is pretty fun. Uh, it's it's good tongue in cheek, good humor, um, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say about Tars. Yeah, I think that that's pretty much pretty much all I have to say about Tars as well at all this right. moment. Well, another topic that we have 
It has it has to deal with pokemorphs. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, they're all over. Pokemorphs are basically um, people that enjoy the Pokemon um, fandom. It's also kind of like um, bronies. You know, they enjoy the you know ponies and stuff like that. And there are some people that have like pony sonas type thing. Um, but Pokemon are basically have um, po- Pokemorphs are have Pokemon personas. But they're not stock Pokemon. They're made up Pokemon. So basically their characters exist in the Pokemon universe. But they're, what are we at, 493? No, that's, we're at like 600 now or something. Anyway. Is that like a recolor Pikachu type no, thing? No, it's not a palette swap. It's just an original character that would you could find there. So it has the art style and the traits and stats and so forth. But it's not official by Nintendo. Hmm. So if you were a Pokemon, what would you be like? See, I don't know. Well, what because would I you would create? go with the stock myself. I'm no good. I see I, I I wonder sometimes how Nintendo comes up with these things because it's like I'm a magnet. And that's cool. But it's I don't know. It seems like they ran out of ideas, but a lot of the Pokemorphs I've seen on FA are original and I'm like, I can get behind this. Why why is it Nintendo? legitimizing this stuff well I, I see that nintendo has taken things like from original like beasts that we have within this universe and then changing them a bit like maybe there's a po- pokemon that's a that looks like a monkey but has a usb tail type thing or something that looks like a coffee mug <laughs> i'm imagining <laughs> a usb monkey tail now thank you uh, plug him in what happens uh, he throws poo no he downloads things he downloads things. He attacks. And he uh, uploads things that way, too. I, a lot of Pokemorphs that I'm familiar with, uh, they actually grew up on Pokemon, and that's kind of how they got into the fandom. So they just created a character inside of that universe because that's what they know. And they also enjoy a lot of the competitive competitive, competitive um, cockfighting aspects <laughs> of the series. <laughs> uh, well, it's really what it is. Uh, and But it's a lot of fun. And besides, then you can get transported really easy in someone's pocket. So what do you think would be your, like, Pokemon power? I don't know. It's like asking me what superpower I want. I just want to be able to get along with people. What would you have? That's like that's like heart from, like, Captain Planet. Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, moving on then. So next up we have Cat Girls. Now, who doesn't like a good Cat Girl? I think cat cat girls come from like the J- Batman series. They come from Japan. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and anime and stuff like that. They do. So, so a cat girl is is basically a, per- a human being almost, but they happen to have like cat ears and a tail and sometimes whiskers. I've seen that, um, and sometimes cat paws or mittens that look like. Do cat you paws. know any animes that have these cat girls in it? Uh, I don't know an anime, but I'm thinking of Felicia from Street Fighter. She's a cat girl. Well, I know they have like Inuyasha. He's not like a cat girl, but he's a dog boy. He's a dog boy. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer Corey was laughing in the booth <laughs> and giving us a thumbs up. Uh, cat girls, you know though, I cat girls are I don't know really where they come from, other than I, I really do think they originate in in Japanese media. But I gotta say, there's some pretty good looking cat girls out there. So if you're a cat girl and you're listening, write us and let us know. And send us art of your character. You know, Happy kind of reminds me a little bit of a... I guess she would be the local cat girl. A little bit of a cat girl. It's it's not that her persona actually is a cat girl. It's just that she always goes around with cute cat ears and 
cute tail, which right. I don't know. Oh, and they do tend to make meowing and purring sounds. You can't forget that. That's true. That's true. They also usually are found in leather and whip whips. Sometimes they're actually. Just kidding. You can Google now if you, if you're under eighteen and listening to the show. I don't know why you're here, but if you're an adult and want to go Google for a cat girl, yes, they're real for the most part. You can go find pretty much real cat girls out there. In the furry sense, no, their ears aren't biological, but you get a good idea if you want to Google image search for cat girls. So the next one that we have oh, is... Wait, I want to do this one. Okay, <laughs> go so, ahead. So we were doing show prep, like all like all talk shows and podcasts do, and well, I just... We we're actually just preparing in it this morning, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, I, I can't believe we stumbled on this, but uh, there's a group on LiveJournal, and uh, nothing against them, Tampon Furries. This is no joke. Apparently, they are furries. Are you serious? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. What what would be a tampon fur? From what I could tell. Now, if you're one of these, please tell us. Uh, you're a furry, and you just love to have a tampon in you. And apparently, they're all women. That's all I could get out of the Live Journal group. It was not very active, but they exist. And they're on Wikifur as well, so... Interesting. I guess if you really enjoy... Maybe, maybe it's just a group, a woman's group. Uh, a woman's that's, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's not a type of furry. Like, how would... How would your first, what would your persona look like? So, <laughs> the next thing that we found on the list, <laughs> you would take this one. Oh, it's it's an ass wolf. Or ass wolf. Now, I don't know. It was another one of those what, weird ones. What did, that what we did were you like, think? What did you think an ass wolf was before I told you? Because I'm the one who found this. Um. You, we, well, uh, I think it sounds exactly like you know what it is. It's a a wolf with an ass. My husband was thinking it was an, an ass with ears and a tail. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, how does that work? I go, it blows you kisses. <laughs> an ass wolf. Well, I told you what it was. What is it? Oh, an ass wolf is basically a a creature that has a big. Big bush. Not big bush. A big, <laughs> a big push. <laughs> That's what I meant. He meant ass. <laughs> it's it's uh it's I'm not allowed of... to say that word. It's bad. Oh, okay. Just kidding. It's a it's basically a species of wolves, um, both male and female. And uh they're created by an artist, and I'm sorry I can't remember the name right now, I don't have it on me. But they look the same from behind. They all look very effeminate and have apparently very voluptuous asses. And But when they turn around, sometimes they have junk, sometimes they don't. It's all a mystery, but it's kind of like a butterface almost, now that you think about it. But a good kind of butterface. Well, there's some people out there that just like, you know, a big tush, I guess. That's true. So... Anyways, so we're going to take a musical break. We're going to be getting back to this. Um, after the news, which is on the, the other news. side of the break. Yep. We'll so see we'll you see on then. the flip side. Can I take you somewhere to where all my friends hang out? Can I take you with me to where we can scream and shout? Out of our court disco, you can dance your life away. Don't be new people, maybe fall in love with Christians, save you for me. 
welcome back. Something we wanted to start doing on the podcast is the news, so that way people who are new to the fandom can kind of get a feel for what tends to happen in the fandom. So this is going to hopefully be a regular segment, and it starts now. So we're going to start out with the national news. Uh, today is the last day of Anthrocon, which is currently going on in Pittsburgh. Um, it's been going on all weekend, and I think everyone but us is there. <laughs> you can always tell it's Anthrocon because FA is dead, which it is now. Uh, the media has been covering Anthrocon, and there have been negative and neutral reactions. Um, the Statesman in Austin, Texas actually covered it. And basically what they came down to was the fact that uh, the fandom is generally over-fetishistic and that they are just trying to make a better name for themselves. I uh, can't say we agree with that over here, but that is their take. The neutral reporting in the media comes from CBS2 in Pittsburgh, and it was basically just information. If you want to go down, check it out, and uh, have fun. We couldn't find any positive reaction in the media, but we just had a little bit of time to search, so I'm sure there is some out there. Uh, in related news, Fernando's Cafe, which was recently a big subject of discussion in the fandom, um, is going to be closing next month. This is their last AC. Um, they're sad to go, according to the news report we were reading. Uh, but, yep, they are going to be gone, so we'll have to find a new place to eat if we go to AC. Uh, that's from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, in other news, nationally, the Further Confusion Room block opened. It was uh, sold out pretty quickly for doubles, and we also were told that there would be no fursuit floor this year. Traditionally, the con has had a fursuit floor where fursuiters can get in and out of con space pretty quickly. It's usually towards the bottom of the hotel, but they won't be doing that this year. Um, also, the general manager of the Hilton, which was notoriously awful last year in terms of having archaic uh, rules about noise and other things, um, he's posted a letter to the convention inviting people to come back and give them another try. In the letter, he says he basically took his staff to task and that they know what to expect. Uh, popular opinion in the fandom, from what we can tell, hasn't changed much. And so the, Hil the Hilton is not the place to be, but it is indeed the Marriott. The con will not be hosting events there. If you are interested in going to Further Confusion, you can plan on being there from January 17th to the 21st next year, and the theme will be Forbidden Planet. And in our last news item, we go to local news. Uh, this weekend in Salt Lake was UnthroCon, and Rue went, so he's going to tell you all about it. Thank you for that, Tugs. So with UnthroCon, UnthroCon was basically for those people that didn't have the opportunity to go out to um, UnthroCon. And, you know, it was an amazing night. It was really fun. I, I had a chance to go there. I was able to suit and be Mariru, which basically I ran around as Mario and chucked mushrooms at people and threw gold coins everywhere and caused kind of a little bit of a ruckus and squeaked at everybody. And then I played Smash Brothers, where I kicked everybody's trash, or at least tried to. But um, they had tons and tons of games there. Um, they had some food. Um, unfortunately, you know, the food ran out really quickly. Um, it's like, I, I didn't even get to, to taste any of it because, you know, I was in suit and, um, it was there for like 10 minutes. And then after that, it was, it was completely gone. And so I would have to say that that's one of the things that maybe next year we could improve upon is make sure that we have a little bit more of a constant supply of food. If we can get them to come in and, and bring food to us once in a while, um, also, you know, it was, 
it was just a basically a game night. Um, there was a lot of games there, which which is great. But you know, games aren't necessarily for everybody. Um, I would highly recommend maybe doing some sort of a dance, which they did have club mix, you know, available for those people that wanted to to go dance. But at some of these different conventions, a dance is definitely um, something that's pretty big. Um, and so that if they had it right there at the convention, some sort of a dance, I think that that would help. Um, also, if they could maybe include some more different first shooting games or maybe unity building activities where it's just, you know, it's involving all of us. We did have a chance to play werewolves, which was pretty fun. And a What's lot of werewolves? people enjoyed that. Uh, werewolves is basically like mafia. I don't know if you've ever played that before. No. But basically, you have a murderer each day, and like the townspeople are trying to figure out who that murderer is and stuff like that, and capture that murderer. And they can kill one of the, they can kill one townsperson a day to make sh- to try to kill the, you know, the murderer. Basically, how was first shooting? First shooting was amazing. They had a headless lounge, which I really appreciated. Um, there was a lot that was going on, you know, some people just went in, just hang out in the headless lounge just to cool down. And it was really nice to be able to have that. So that would, that would be a uh, huge positive. Um, as far as like fursuiting, you know, games and stuff like that aren't necessarily fursuiting, fursuiting friendly. Um, I tried playing cards against humanity. I did pretty fun. I, I mean, sorry, I did pretty fine, but I mean, they were these little itty-bitty cards and stuff like that. But the great thing is, is the games were for, you know, for the people that... They had a good setup for the people that were not in suit. It's just, you know, there was a lack thereof of people, you know, when people were in suit. So overall, would you say it was a success? I would say that it's a success. And, you know, I do hope that they do it next year. Um, it's It's something that's positive and brings furries closer together, so... All right. Why not? All right. Well, Anthrocon was hosted at the Sheraton in downtown Salt Lake City, and it was put on by our local furries, Tanix Raccoon, Markaroo, Damon Husky, Overzen Raccoon, and someone else who we can't mention on the air. If we forgot you, we apologize. That's just off the top of our heads. But that's it for the news. We're going to take a short break. Then we'll come back with the second part of our topic, Enhanced Furries. Thank you. 
Welcome back. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be continuing our topic on enhanced furries. So what exactly is the category with this enhanced furries that we're going into next? Well, this segment, we're actually going to be talking about modified or augmented furries. So take a fox, add a robotic arm, they become cable fox, something like that. <laughs> See? And uh, those kinds of things, whereas uh, before we were just talking about complete fantasy and origin, but similar to what you'd expect. So the next one that we have on our list is cybernetic furries. So I live with a cybernetic furry. Well, what is a cybernetic furry? Oh, well, a cybernetic furry is basically um, a furry that has, you know, exactly what you were saying is, you know, they cut off their arm or whatever, and they have they have a robotic arm or... Um, or they have different different pieces of technology that's inside their character. So not complete robots, but yeah, that's correct. Okay, so, and and uh, you live with one. Yeah, his name is Space. He, most of you know who that is. Um, Space works with Fur Media, and um, he's been on our show a lot, and um, he's an amazing guy. But um, he told me that. He told me a little bit about the reasons why he was actually a furry. I mean, a cybernetic furry. And, you know, actually, Space sent us an email. So we should go ahead and read that. All right. Let us find the email. All right. He says, hello, everyone. So, I read your topic of choice and saw one of the listings was cyber furries, and since I'm one of those, I'd like to express my opinion about the matter. For me, my fursona represents everything about me. I didn't just choose a species out of nowhere and picked characteristics I thought would be cool. I chose a unique species, or rather I created one, with characteristics of my own. Space Dog Spiff was inspired by my favorite comic book, Calvin and Hobbes. In some of the comic strips, Calvin would sometimes become someone called Spaceman Spiff, who was a space adventurer. Throughout my life, my family always called me Spiff because of that. It's so because of it, so that name just stuck. From there, I adopted the name Space Dog Spiff, and I'm known for that name because everyone likes to crack space jokes all the time. Yes, they do. So my persona is currently a cybernetic husky wolf, which is basically part human and part machine. A good friend of mine asked me why I wanted to be this, and I countered with a legit answer you won't find anywhere else. I said, "It's who I am. I'm cybernetic because I never stop." I have ideas for fur media, fur meets, planning events, chatting online with friends, playing games, watching movies, watching over groups, Skyping, tweeting, and YouTubing. That sounds fun. <laughs> At any time, I'm always connected and online. But I'm also human because I have emotions and feelings and care about those closest to me. I like being happy and enjoying myself in life. So I take those two subjects and apply them to my fursona, thus creating something that is catered and tailored to me and only me. So to me, my fursona is part of me. Choosing your fursona is entirely up to you on how you want to do it. But for me, if you want to be true to yourself, choose something that represents you in the best way possible. Before I sign off, I want to say this. Embrace yourself. Signed, Space Dog Spiff. <laughs> Embrace yourself. Well, that's good advice for anyone because being a furry in general can be very difficult. Especially if you're in a society part of the country. Society part of the country? Is that even a word? I don't think so. No, if you live in a part of the country... Um, where the society is not as accepting of people who are a little different. It can be hard to be a furry. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know that there's there's this individual that I know that he's like in Lebanon, and um, he has a really hard time, you know, even talking about it. Is he a furry? 
Yeah. And he lives friend. in Lebanon? Yeah. Wow. Is he cybernetic? No, he's oh, okay. not a cyborg. Cyborg, I'm sorry. But yeah, like this is this is uh, upon the whole entire topic of this um this episode is you know, basically taking bits and pieces of things that you see around you and applying it into your persona. And that's really what it comes down to, I think. For exactly. A lot of exactly. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for sending this in space. I mean, there's a lot of great, great things within this email. Um, you know, I love the fact that you, came, you gained the, your inspiration from um, Calvin and Hobbes. That's just like... Um, I mean, everyone loves Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, everyone loves that. I know. He's peeing on stuff all the time when I drive down the road. <laughs> like I said, I want to get uh, my fursona that's peeing on a house and it's a flame. So sometime if somebody wants to draw me that, I'll make it into a sticker and put it on the back of my car. Cast it for what it's worth dot com. <laughs> so what do you want to say about cybernetic furries? I, you know, Space is the first cybernetic furry I ever met. Um, I, I know I probably met some out there that I'm not thinking of offhand, and yes, I still love you. Um, it's really, it's really interesting. I, it's, it's really an extension that you wouldn't have seen in the fandom probably even 10 or 15 years ago. But I think it's a natural progression for the fandom. And as we go forward, I think we'll see a lot more cybernetic furries come along, um, especially with integrated computers and stuff. There's an ice cream man. <laughs> Outside our window, playing. I want ice cream, please. Can we go get some? (laughs) No, he's going away. (laughs) So, being serious, um, it's it's really a natural evolution of the fandom, and going forward, I'm sure that uh, if have you read Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom before? What have you read Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Okay, so you know how they have the like I don't know what they're called, but the the displays for the woofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing things like that in the fandom more and more as people come into it with technology going the way it is. So yeah, I can I can definitely see it. I mean, already we have like a whole bunch of different technology, you know, within fursuits that people are using. That's true. They have like, those glowing alien fursuits. I can't remember their names, but they're cool. Have yeah. you seen them? Yeah, I have. They they're pretty amazing. I know some some furries like want to get. Um, like screens, like TV screens inside of their fursuit, like small mini ones, mm-hmm. and make it and attach cameras on the outside so they can put their eyes wherever they need it to go. And I don't know, just make it a cooler fursuit, I guess. So. That is cool. So we have something new, and it's up to you to introduce it, I think. It's our top 10 list of cybernet, cyber, um, yes, I totally <laughs> ruined it. But here Thank we go. Thank you. <laughs> So are we doing a top 10 list as a sem- regular or semi-regular feature? Um, well, it's it's going to become a little bit more regular, but we have the top 10 list. All right. So Presenting the top 10 cybernetically enhanced beings as decreed by for what it's worth. Number 10. Darth Vader after a randy night with a clown. (laughs) Number nine, Perry the Platypus from the Second Dimension. Just so you all know, Perry the Platypus is from Phineas and Ferb. Number eight, Cyborg Kurochan. He is from the Hello Kitty universe, and he has a gun for one of his arms. Number seven, the Six Million Dollar Man. He's not furry. (laughs) Number six, Inspector Gadget. Love da, 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 expect your gadget. 
Number five, experiment zero 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 or Jumpa Jukiba's first experiment, Cyber Stitch. Number four, Bunny Rabot. Bunny Rabot? Did you not watch the Sonic cartoons? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, she was partially roboticized. <laughs> and then they broke the machine and freed her. At least that's how it was in the Archie comic. I actually haven't seen the episode of Sonic Saddam with it, but I think it's the same. Number three, everyone's favorite cyborg, Seven of Nine. She is my favorite. I love Seven of Nine. Like, seriously, I'm more, I'm obsessed with Seven of Nine. Like, like if Seven of Nine, like Seven of Nine and Xena Warrior Princess. I love both of them. They're awesome. And now we know he likes domineering women. <laughs> oh, number two, Mitt Romney. <laughs> what? And number one. Everyone's favorite local cyber husky wolf, Space Dog Spiff. And that's your top ten. Awesome. Well, next topic we, I mean, next um, furry, type of furry that we have is rubber furs. Do you know any rubber furs? Um, You know, I, I know in, some inflatable furs. I know some people, um, so rubber furs, are they like the people that, that like balloons and stuff like that. Uh, they, that's more of inflatable. Rubber furs are their fursona is literally made of rubber, but in the shape of an animal. I know a couple. I have a couple that I tweet with. It's like balloon wolf. Something. That just sounds dirty. I tweet with a rubber fur. <laughs> uh, rubber furs, as far as I know, they're generally. It actually does have a pretty sexual origin. As people who have a rubber fetish, I've yet to meet one that didn't have a rubber fetish. I mean, it was like. They identified around it so much like baby furs identify around diapers, but it's rubber. Uh, and so they've decided to make their character rubber because that is one of the biggest things about them that they, that they feel is important. I guess I'd be pretty popular around those people with me making my balloon animals. The inflatable furries, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Hmm. Which is actually the next type of furry. Inflatable furries. I know, I know a lot of... Well, I, at least I know one. His name is um, Rex, raccoon. Where's um, Liv? He lives down in Arizona. So he's usually found around Rocky Mountain Fur Con and different things like that. He's a fursuiter that's a raccoon, and he always has balloons attached to his tail. And whenever I see a picture of him, there's always a balloon in the picture itself. So does he is his character inflatable, or does he just like inflatables? He's, no, I don't believe that his character is an inflatable, though. I know there are furries that have inflatable fursonas. Like, they are literally blow me up so like um oh yeah i've seen some of those like inflatable balloons like that's down the macy state parade they have yeah that, that kind of like that but not that big um but they're sentient and they're just like any other furry except that you can deflate them that's interesting <laughs> kind of <laughs> like, like all your, the energy left the room when i said that kind of like your couch your inflatable couch i don't have an inflatable couch i want one though um, that pop when something sharp touches them. Yeah. All right. And the next kind of furry. Or explode. Explode. <laughs> the next kind of furry uh, is one that you see a lot. Hybrids. Hybrids. What is so a hybrid? So basically like wolves. I would have to say wolf is a hybrid. But I what mean, is a hybrid? Not an example. Okay. All right. Well, it's basically taking two different furries, like two different species, sorry, and combining them together. 
genetic freaks. No, so for example, I'm a hybrid, so I, I'm. <laughs> so, for example, you have a a wolf and a fox that's together. You know what I'm imagining? Some kind of like electric company skit where it's like wolf plus fox equals wolf. Exactly. That's basically what it is. I know a lot of hybrids. Name off some of them. Um, well, there's a fax. There's a fulf. Always foxes for some reason. Everybody identifies with foxes. There's cabots. What's a cabot? A cat and a rabbit. <laughs> Foxcoons. Foons? Foons. Our producer is just shouting names at us. But husky husky wolves, like Fuskies. <laughs> Fuskies. Yeah. Fuskies. Um It's funny how like when we, we know all these hybrids and now when we have to name them, it's just like all well, I, I know like rabbits that have like antlers or Jackalopes? Yeah, jackalopes. Like fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Fen buns. A bunny finnick. Bunny finnick. Um, what what do you think possesses hybrids to exist? Why do people choose to be hybrids? Because they cannot make a choice. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think it's mostly because they identify themselves not just one with one animal, and it also comes down of wanting to be unique. So basically, what they do is they take two different animals and they combine them together to basically get the best of both worlds. And have both stereotypes hit them at the same time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, with stereotypes, what do you get when there's a fox and then a wolf and they're mixed together? I What's a stereotype can't even of a comprehend wolf? how amazingly sexual that person would be. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Fen bums. Bones? Bones? <laughs> fen bones? No. What's a fen bone? <laughs> no, I didn't say fen bone. I said fen bum. Bum? Yeah. Fen bum. Is that like an ass wolf? <laughs> <laughs> that has a fenimum, a fenimum bottom. I can't bottom. I can't speak. I, I learned how to eat words, but I, didn't I know don't he, know how to put them together. I didn't know you were Milton. <laughs> I'm actually a hybrid myself and I was really like I I just didn't get the hybrid thing for a long time. Like I was like just make up your mind, damn it. Like you know. I mean not not that you know I felt like they were wrong for being a hybrid or anything, but it just at the time because I was younger it baffled my mind. I was like, "What? How do you come up with these hybrids? How do they happen?" Like I was too caught up in the practicalities of it because I'd always been a care bear. Uh, and then after people kept telling me, you know, you, you are a hybrid for a long time. And then one of my friends on the East coast, Kelby was like, no, really you're a hybrid. And he started forcing it. Then it was kind of like, yeah, that's true. Because a bear was not in, cause a bear is like, you know, moody. Right. And they're like, I sleep all winter. I eat all day. I love honey. Uh, but you don't really, in, with the care bear part, you see them going out and like, you know, trying to be nice to people, but it wasn't, it really wasn't everything I was. Uh, and plus, I kind of just really wanted a tail, you know, because those stupid little tail stubs that cameras have, those suck. <laughs> like, there's nothing cool about those. You don't really wag, you know? It's, it's not, it's just there. It's like, yeah. what do you do with it? It's like, what are you looking at my ass for? What? Why, why do they even have one? <laughs> exactly. And that's, I do wonder why bears have those little 
tails because they don't really do anything. But yeah. but uh, anyway, so I ended up uh, merging a dog into it um, recently this year, and I actually feel a lot better about my character. I feel like I own my character more than I used to because obviously I use a template from a cartoon series, um, but I customized it. But I really feel like I own my character and connect to it now more than I ever have at any point. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that you're you're puppy bear. You I hate know? you. I hate you for using that word on the air. Thanks. Why? Because <laughs> I'm still getting used to it. But I like it. It's cute. I I have another one to add. Um, you know, ferals. Ferals, I believe, is a, a huge type of type of a furry. You know, ferals are basically people that identify not with an anthropomorphic animal, but they identify with um, they identify with just you know regular animals, and they're um, they're no longer anthro, but they're just on four legs. So, uh, do you know any feral furries? Uh, I know furries that have feral forms. I don't really know anyone who's like, I am strictly feral. I don't ever have an anthro form. The one I struggle with, and I think the one that I would say is probably always feral, at least from my experience, horses. I don't really see morphic horses. Usually they're always on all fours. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're necessarily feral in the sense of like they're just wild and free mustangs on the open plains. Uh, but they might be, you know, just they don't walk upright, which honestly a lot of the time is what kind of distinguishes an anthro from a feral character right there. And so, but they still have, they still look a little bit cartoony, if that makes sense, you know? Does yeah. that make sense? You know, with, with, I was actually a feral for a little bit. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I used to go and um, hang out in Second Life with, with just ferals. And it was, was never. Was it like an exclusive club? Well, it, it was pretty, like, people were pretty strict. It wasn't an exclusive club. It's just where they went to hang out oh, okay. and stuff like that. But we never communicated. We never talked. What did you do? Just run around? Basically, we would just run around. We'd have like these big, huge like balls, and we'd go around chasing them. And... See, but that seems but so counteractive is, to was... being a human being because as human beings playing characters, we're social creatures. Still, but it's right? still, it, but there's another way that you can get across things. I mean, it, like, they would still type things like, um, you know, nuzzles up to you or. Yar for oh okay so it's not like you were like not typing or anything no oh, they okay. still were typing and role playing in fact I think it was I got a greater role play from those type of a uh, type of furries because they were so they were so into it um, because they really visualized themselves as you know being uh, just a a feral furry so why did you switch well I switched back and forth you know. Oh, so you have duality. So in your I, form? I had a dual, yeah, I had a duality in the form itself. How often do you go out and, and be feral? How often? Well, yeah. not very often anymore because I don't have much time for Second Life. <laughs> You've got this life. Yeah. Actually, I know a feral fursuiter. Really? Yeah, Sabat. Uh, he has a, a feral bear fursuit. And it's, it's grueling for him to go out in it because he's literally on all fours and he's kind of hunched over and his back doesn't like it. Uh, but it's actually really cool because you just see this big bear walking around. So we do have feral fursuiters as well. Yeah, exactly. They're they're pretty amazing. Like I've seen like um like what was it? The the link wolf form or whatever. I've oh, seen Oh yeah, there's a fursuit of that. Huh? At a con and that Did he have the cool. chain on his on his ankle? Yeah. 
It was pretty. How many fanboys did he have, really? <laughs> there was so many people taking pictures of him. Really? So. Huh. Those those furries are pretty amazing. I'd have to say that they're probably one of my top ten type of type of furries that would be like? the feral furries that, really? I, that I love. Um, well, good. So now he's made up for offending all of them at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> all right. So the last furry type that we found that on our short list here is the fantasy creature. So these are those characters that you find on your typical sci-fi novel covers um, in more traditional places that you would find outside of the fandom. And those are things like griffins and other characters like that. Would I find all these creatures like in D&D books? Yes. Yes. But for those that don't know, that's Dungeons and Dragons. No, the problem is, is that my mind just went over to Final Fantasy and imagine that little sun thing that blows up in Final Fantasy IX. Because that totally <laughs> made me think of Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. But I know it's not what it is. But, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinders, all the little monsters that are in there, you know. Um, this you is know. more where the Cthulhu monsters would come in. You probably. think that there are Cthulhu furries out there? Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, we talked about it earlier, remember? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> and Rue is not having any beer during this episode. <laughs> not a one. Um, so we do have some famous fantasy creature furries out there. We have two. Two the Ranting Griffin? Yes. Um, any any other ones? Well, we have... Uh, well, Kage is a bit of a fantasy creature on his own, isn't he? Well, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, he's a roach. So I guess that's a fantasy creature. Just kidding. <laughs> no, that's that's a feral creature. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I can't think of anything offhand that would. I mean, I know that we have other griffins. Um, tars are almost like a subset of fantasy creatures, but they become so big they're really their own community. Well, just like the the dragons. Yeah, dragons have become their own community, but they originated in fantasy. I'm trying to think, what what kind of characters do they have in Iron Claw? Have you played Iron Claw? Yeah, I have. Um, Iron Claw is amazing. But they... Oh, Phoenixes. Aha, uh-huh, Phoenixes. Pegasuses. Pegasi? Pegasuses. Pegasi. Pegasi. So, there's there's a lot of different fine fantasy creatures. Why do you think that somebody would want to be a fantasy creature? Uh, that, just familiarity. I mean, they're culturally around. And a lot of people are attracted to those kinds of creatures anyway, in terms of, you know... Just, I like this trait. I like that trait. I like reading about them. You They're know. magical. Yeah, something like that. And so it's probably just, I would guess, an extension of that. For the same reason a lot of people pick their characters. Again, it's just, it's what I feel embodies what I strive for, who I am. And so I'm going to be a fantasy creature. We don't have any locally, do we? Uh, the only one that I can really think of is really dragons. Dragons and, like, we have hybrids. But we don't have, like, I don't think that... Oh, we have a griffin. We do? Yeah, we have one griffin. Um, but she's not that... She's not very active. Active in the, the local community scene. We should so. fellowship her. <laughs> He's giving me this look of, oh, no. <laughs> well, um, that's a subject for another day because she hates my guts. So Oh! <laughs> Let's not fellowship her. Oops. <laughs> Well, no, we can we can definitely fellowship her. Well, fact, no, no, keep going. You know, she's she's an amazing artist, and I would absolutely recommend if if any of you want to have like some plushes made, I would 
I would recommend trying to see, find out who that is. But because I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell you who that is. For what it's worth, does not endorse this person. <laughs> well, no, it's not that at all. In fact, I would want to endorse her, but needless to say. Now my train, thank you for derailing my train. My train just completely died. Um, oh, I was going to say, so we have dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Do we want to include them in here since we didn't break them out separately? Sure. I mean, we have lots of local dragons, right? We like have, Yuriu, you know. like many of you know that that individual. In fact, at the parade, he was running around and throwing like fireballs at people. I love that he throws fireballs because he gets the big fireballs. Yeah. Does he get like the little ones that you can get at like Winco? He gets those nice big ones that like break your jaw for a couple hours. And like he was just chucking them directly into people's heads and stuff like that. It was. I love that. That, but that's so tongue in cheek and such a great expression of his character. Yeah. Because it's it's really just. I really am going to hit you with a fireball, but you can eat it. <laughs> and it's kind of a way to make up for sorry for pegging you in the head at the same time. It's just it's just so witty. I love it. And because it. people are like, what 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 just happened? But then they look at it and they read that it's a fireball, and they're like, oh, I get it. And it's a retro <laughs> candy. It's fun. We uh, I don't know, dragons. Well, Corey used to be a dragon, our producer, and many many eons ago, in a land far away known as Oregon, he was a dragon. We have, what's we have? We have, oh, in Texas, he corrected me. We have Digi, he's local. Digi to the dragon. We do. Do we have any other dragons locally? We do. We have, um, we have, we have finger snap. Tokami. Tokami? Is he a dragon? Tokami is a dragon. What kind? Um, I think it's like, I don't remember. We have Puff. We have Puff the magic dragon? Yeah, we do. Puff. The magic dragon lived by the sea. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your thank you for seducing our audience. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I am pretty sure that people will continue to listen to that and fap off at the same time. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, I can't think of any other creatures offhand right now. And I think that's pretty good. Let's go to emails. All right. Let's go to emails. So Let's see. Tia sent us an email from last about last episode, right? Is that that's the one where you were all just kind of shooting the breeze? Is that the one that's what is a furry? I no, hold on. Because she sent two of them, and it was about the last episode. Yeah. So, last episode, if you guys remember, um, we had a great email that was um, sent in. from Moonpaw, right? Um, yeah, from Moonpaw's email. Basically, he was talking a little bit about um, a description to be able to give out to somebody if they were interested in the, you know, in the furry community. Like he was actually wanting to give it to his mom. The why the tails answer. Yeah, okay. basically, and it was like this great big huge like list of things and going into all these like avenues that you probably don't want to go into when you're just introducing somebody into the fandom. Oh, yeah, like I saw it on MTV or... Or, uh, oh, that CSI episode. Is, let's go to PathCon, <laughs> which has still not happened yet. So I'm going to go ahead and see how much of this I'm going to read. And then here we go. Do, 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 just read it. So here we go. Me again. Um, my response to Moonpaw's email um, in the last podcast... Hi, you're you. Hi, Rue. Hi, L. Hi, Nezzy. 
Short, sweet, and to the point. A furry is a fan. So basically what she's doing is she's giving us point, like some things that that you could um, you could say. This is that. the elevator answer. Yeah, exactly. So let's go back and forth on this. You want to be the first one? Sure. A furry is a fan of human-like animals, whether they are artists, gamers, singers, writers, and even suitors. I like how suitors was capitalized. Suitors buy or make a suit that represents an original character. They enjoy cosplaying or costuming and just want to make you smile. So what do you think about that one? Do you think that that's a pretty good... Yeah, it's pretty pretty all-encompassing. Um, let's see, the next one's like, furries are silly people that love human-like creatures and just goofing off. That's a pretty simple... Simple answer. Sometimes human like creatures is probably a little bit more open than I would personally put out there because now I'm imagining like succubi and things like that. Whereas, but I, I get where I get where they're going with it. Yeah. So. Let's see. We're just a big fuzzy group of animal lovers. Kind of. I I do want to say that that definition is like people will get the idea that we love our animals and i don't even own a pet what's wrong with you every furry has to have three dogs and two cats and one freeloader but then again i do say to some people like we're a bunch of people that love mascots and that's not necessarily 100 percent true well it's like every fandom though it's you've got you've got the star trek geeks the trekkies You've got the Star Wars fans. And the thing is, is there are groups of people in there that are like, yes, I'm summoning you to the bridge for some deep invasive procedures. No. And they're like getting... <laughs> no, but they do that, right? But yeah. I mean, it's like... F- furry is an interesting fandom Cling in general. There. Yeah. Because we're so open about our sexuality. I think that's what sets us apart from a lot of other fandoms. There's no preconceived list of, this is how the universe is. It's just... You know, we are who we are, and we are inherently sexual beings as it is. Um, you know, depending on where you live in the world, sometimes you're more open sexually than not. Um, and because it's the fandom right now, a lot of it, I mean, not to say it doesn't take place elsewhere, but a lot of it is based in North America. Um, it's such a, a contrast from what you would normally see. Mm-hmm. And so. But it's definitely not something that you want to go up and be like, we're an open community of sexual people. No. <laughs> you know, no, no, like no, no. No, but I just, I just. It comes up a little bit more often, I think, when people ask. Not that we should be advertising it, because I do, the Trekkies don't advertise come to the bridge for deep invasive procedures, and we don't need to advertise mer suits necessarily. I mean, whatever. Because mm-hmm. you know? that's not what it's about in parades. Or whatever, fur mates. Well, and the thing is, is that's not 100% you know, yeah. what the furry community is about. Exactly, because I know I can think of at least three listeners that are going to listen to this and go, oh, that's not me at all, and it's true. And so, and that's okay. Yeah, so it's it's good to just kind of get the common ground, and you know that's why a lot of these points are really great. You know, sometime we'll have to do an episode about that aspect that the MTV. You know the the aspect of how people I don't know how broad the fandom is, and you know Not you can you can podcast? get somebody <laughs> yeah yeah basically, but you know you can get somebody that's a biker that you know, or somebody that's a jock or somebody that's a computer geek and we all have something in common. And so therefore it makes it something, the fandom is really broad. Everybody has these different hobbies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What else do we have on the list? Uh, let's see. We're just a fellow mascot. We're just fellow mascot fans. 
<laughs> All right, we didn't notice that mistake. The last one. Artists expressing and showing their love of animals. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, so let's let's read this longish type answer for, for people that are This is still in the same email, right? Yeah, that's okay. correct. Do you want to go ahead and read that? The longish answer for those that are sitting down and very interested. So say this over a cup of coffee. Well, do you know what an anthropomorphic creature is? It's a creature or animal that's given human traits, like talking, walking, and dressing up. You can give an example like Bugs Bunny, Wiley Coyote, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I love that she just mentioned him, etc. Well, furries are just fans of anthrop anthropomorphs. For <laughs> wow. Anthropomorphs. Furries enjoy drawing their original characters, hanging out, playing games, and even wearing suits that represent their characters. That's a actually a pretty good... Like, even that isn't necessarily a, a terribly long answer. No. It's fairly short within itself, and you could probably say that to somebody if they asked you. I think that actually could be a good elevator speech, too. Yeah. I really... I don't know. That was really well put. Absolutely. So the last thing in this email is how to avoid being seen as a pervert. Now this says options. So choose one. Let's see. Do let's see. Don't do not talk about it at all. We're eunuchs. <laughs> Next. Step around the topic if it's brought up. Oh, so that's what that's what you like. Hmm. Have a good chuckle. Go ahead, read the next one. Just shrug it off. That's not what we're about. Just like you have your likes and dislikes, everyone else does. Just because one person is doing something wrong doesn't mean everyone does it. So do you enjoy it? Good, because I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I think that those work depending on where you sit in the fandom. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So we should move on to our next email. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Thanks for sending your email in. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. We have an email from... I didn't get any furry name on there, so I'm just going to say Danny. Do we have a furry name? I don't think so. All right. Do you want to read that? Um, yeah, let me get right over to it. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and just read it. Go ahead. It says, hey, guys. I am a new furry, and I must say, I love your show. I came up with this question because it is something that has been more of a habit for me. While walking... Will walking digigrade hurt my feet? Digitigrade. Digitigrade. We had a conversation about this before the show started. <laughs> I, I call it digigrade. Wait, wait, but sorry. before you answer his question, welcome to the fandom. Yeah, definitely. Welcome. Um, welcome to this loving community. I hope Full that. of drama. <laughs> Just kidding. Again, love your show. Hugs, Danny. Well, Danny, let's see. Um... It depends on how you do the digi-degrade. Or, or you correct got me. It. You got it. Oh, digi-degrade. Okay, I got it. I've learned. So, okay, here you go. So, digi-grade sh suits don't necessarily have to have stilts in them. Um, I know a lot of people that um, create digi-grade um, suits that... Um, you know, the, they can stand upright and there's no nothing that hurts them at all. I mean, so basically it's padding that's in the front and padding that's in the back. And it's just a visual effect that looks like that, you know, that it's bending that way. Oh, okay. So how do you walk that way out of suit, though? Can you? Because that's the impression I'm getting from his email. 
Well, if you're doing it out of suit, that's going to hurt, yes. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. It, you're, it, you're right. You're right. But I, I'm guessing that he's talking about being in suit. Uh, I do know some furries that um, wear stilts. Um, I don't, it, depending if they're, they're handmade stilts, those might hurt. But if you have professional stilts, then you should be fine. I think the best way we could probably answer this email is just to say, if you want to go for the visual effect and not actually change the way that you're physically walking, that's what most people do and that's safe. But if you actually want to alter the way that you're going to be walking around, be it in suit or out of suit, hopefully in suit, um, we probably would say that that's an individual kind of decision that you probably need to make with your doctor just to make sure that there's nothing weird going on with your knees. Because like I have knee problems and stuff. And so if I walk differently in suit, my knee will hurt really bad. And he's told me flat out, he's like, be careful. Mm-hmm. So long term effects, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if we can comment on that. Like I said, there's a there's a very easy, simple way to yeah. make it so that you can walk normally, but yet you know the visual effect of the foam um, on the front part of your leg and then the foam on the back part, it makes it look like you're an animal just walking on its two legs. So all right. So let's go on to the next email. This Who? this one's from Jack, right? Yep. Jack Russell? Is his last name Terrier? Please I tell bet. me. Because I loved Wishbone as a kid. I love Wishbone. I know. I used to have Wishbone Come on, sheets. Wishbone. All right. What's the story, Wishbone? So I, I uh, just like you can't say digitigrade, I, I struggle with this one. So I'm going to say therianthropy, and we'll hope it's right. So he says, yo, I think this is my third email, but don't worry. This one is nice and short. Did we have other emails from him? I don't think we did. Well, yeah, he emailed in the past. Oh, I thought he he's like a this he's a very avid listener. We not not today is what is what it's getting at. Okay, <clears throat> I've noticed that you have mentioned therianthropy a couple times, and I thought that this is an interesting subject due to the fact that you have linked it with furry a couple of times, and that you think it is spiritual. First, I don't think it is linked to furry; they just cross over sometimes. And second, some therians aren't furries, and think that it is a psychological thing instead of spiritual. I'm on the fence about what I believe, but I'm already a voodoo believer, so I guess I'm pretty open to ideas. Anyway, I think it's something interesting, and in hope of getting a few more listeners, me and two other Therians host a Theria-based podcast, and they have a link there. Um, you can find it in the show notes. Anyway, thanks for reading out this email, and I hope you found it interesting. Yeah. Well, with Therians, I, I know a couple of Therians, and um, you know there are some that say that they're separate, and there's some that say that they're together i've seen actually a pretty broad range but most of the therian community say that they're completely separate i've found in my experience interacting with them they're completely separate like there is that little bit of overlap and i know a few that are both but they they're 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 very different in how they are social with each other and stuff like that so for those that are it's their first time listening and um you know learning about what a therian is what is a therian just real quick. I've heard a lot of different definitions for that, honestly. But isn't it, now you correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it someone who really subscribes to the fact that part of them or all of them is in fact really truly a different species or another animal completely? I, I believe so. I, th- I think that, I know that L was partly Therian. Mm-hmm. Um, he believed that there was a spirit, you know, of a snow leopard basically as part of him. So it's beyond like having a totem animal, let's say. It's, no, I genuinely have this this spirit or soul or whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's and it's an animal. That's correct. Okay, you're basically an animal trapped in a human body. 
So one of the big overlaps then is um, what's his name, Tiger. I don't know if he's. I, I, I don't know if I'm even using the right pronoun, but you know who I'm talking about, right? The, he has his face tattooed. And he's really a nice guy. He has yeah. like the stalking, stalking cat. Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's. I, is he a Therian? I, I'm not completely sure about that because, I mean, I do know that, spe- speaking of types of furries, I know that there are furries that are into just like face painting and, you know, changing different things about the aspect of themselves. Right. Whether it be surgery or different things like that. You said surgery, and I'm thinking of a surger sewing machine. I'm like, what? Our producer's letting us know he's a super nice guy. Yeah, he is. Huh. All right. But you know, once again, if if we're in, you know, we're wrong about Therians, I would recommend you know do check out their podcast and learn a little bit more. There's a po- yeah, that's true. Or Maybe there's a future episode in there. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. All right. Do we have any more emails? No, I think that that is it for today. All right. Awesome. Well, where do, where do people... What is the email? It's cast, right? Yes. It's cast it for what it's worth. And once again, you can send us anything that you would like. If there's any questions, comments um, that you have about the podcast. Fox dollars. Fox dollars. Yeah. No one's sending Fox dollars. I know. I don't know. I wanted some Fox dollars. Seriously, we should have a little contest. Have Fox dollars. Be a, be a guest. Send us Fox <laughs> dollars. Not really. Um, so, yeah, send your emails to Casta for what it's worth. Our next episode is actually going to be about Popufers. I love this topic. I'm excited for it. It's specifically going to be about Popufers. So ask us questions about Popufers. Tell us what you think about Popufers. You know what? We should do a little poll over email. We should just have people send us and whatever they want, but also, what do you define as a popufer? Is it someone who specifically just wants to be popular, like this is high school, or is it someone who happens to be popular? Is it both, or whatnot? Because I've heard the definition evolve several times. I'll probably run some sort of a, a post on um, for what it's worth. We have a for what it's worth page. I'll put one up on there. Perfect. Please, you know, write in what what you guys think a popufer is, but also definitely still send us emails. Yes. Otherwise, we won't have anything to talk about at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. By the way, speaking of our page, we have 99 people that are liking our page right now. Um, one more, and we reach 100. So who's going to be that special 100 person? <laughs> but we'll, make, we'll give them a special mention. This, this is what just happened. We have 99 likes. One more, and we get 100. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, what happened? Does anything happen at 100? Does, does Facebook just, come out and go like, hooray? Like no. Well, what actually happens is I like I combust and cookies go all over the room. But then who's going to lead this podcast? Um. Or do you come back together? I come back together afterwards. So. All right. We'll have Cookie Crisp. <laughs> cookie Crisp. There's one announcement this time. Yes. I guess so. Do you have an announcement? We have one announcement. What is it? That would the website may be down for a couple hours this week. Um, it's going to be moving to a new server. It's part of the changes going on. Um, so if you do try and download the podcast and you can't, be patient. It'll be back. Just move in servers. Yeah. We'll still be here next week or whenever. Um, yeah. And so our next episode should be two weeks from now. Um, so we'll get back on schedule. I know it was a little bit shaky there for a moment. So. We're back. Yeah, we're back, and we're ready to get this thing rolling. 
Anyways, you guys have a wonderful evening, and this has been Rue. And this is Tugs. And this has been For For What what It's it's worth. Worth.